You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Sooners, we have an update from Hollywood Brown. We have it straight out of his mouth. What are his intentions for Saturday's Orange Bowl? Also, Kyler Murray tells us if he's feeling well. And Nick Saban talks a little to Attagavailoa and doesn't really tell us what to Attagavailoa's status is for the upcoming Orange Bowl on Saturday. We just It's Nick Saban being Nick Saban. In segment number two, it's a Pete Golding update. What he had to tell the media today about his current situation at Alabama and whether or not he's talked to Oklahoma, plus his co-defensive coordinator at Alabama, Tosh Lapoy, sounded like a guy giving Pete Golding a very good reference when asked about him. And then we'll wrap things up today talking about Kyler Murray and his professional prospects. Kyler Murray today making it very clear that it would be extremely hard for him to give up football. So where would I like to see Kyler Murray go if he does end up playing in the NFL What system do I think he best fits? And what are the things that are really hampering Kyler Murray from NFL teams taking a a chance on him? What are the the knocks against him? And it may not be what you're thinking it is. We'll have that today on the Locked On Sooners podcast. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I'm the co-host of Game Day Saturday with Randy Renner, and you can catch that every Saturday morning at 5 o'clock on News Radio 1000 KTOK, and then again at 9 a.m. on 1340 The Game. It can also be heard on the Oklahoma News Network. Just check your local listings for that if you don't live in Oklahoma City, and on the iHeartRadio app. I have covered OU now for five seasons I am a credentialed member of the media, and if you like what you hear, please subscribe at Apple iTunes or just go to LockedOnPodcast.com. You can subscribe there and get updates in your inbox, and you can also listen on your smart speaker by saying, hey, Google, play the Locked On Sooners podcast, or Alexa, play the Locked On Sooners podcast. I also run a website called Sooner Maven. And I would be very grateful for you to check that out. It's collegesportsmaven.io slash Oklahoma. That's collegesportsmaven.io slash Oklahoma. And we do conversation. We post the podcast, video, and articles from all over the web about Oklahoma football and Oklahoma men's basketball. We have an update from Hollywood Brown. He did meet with the media today as it is media day for... Oklahoma and Alabama, it's it's done sort of in a Super Bowl type way where you have access to just about every player on both teams. You have access to the coaches. You get to talk to people that normally you don't get an opportunity to talk to throughout the year. And Hollywood Brown did mention that his intention is to play on Saturday. That shouldn't come as a shock. Um, he said a lot of how effective, he was asked about how effective he could be and Hollywood Brown said that it just kind of depends on the pain and how the treatment goes and he, I can't tell if Hollywood Brown is being forthright or not. I, I want to think that he is being forthright saying that 
Maybe he is still hurt. There are some things still up in the air. But also, there's such this, the, the cat and mouse game between these two schools and between every school and their opponent in this position makes me also want to think, and this is more in the positive realm, that Hollywood Brown doesn't want to give anything away in these next few days. Doesn't want to give Alabama any reason to think that he's going to be 100% healthy and wants to keep them guessing. And it's just now a matter of whether or not Tosh Lupoy, Pete Golding, and the rest of the Alabama defensive staff is going to bite on Hollywood Brown. And I hope, hopefully, if he can go out and be and be effective, I'm confident OU will be effective even if he doesn't play. But that's really all he's saying about it at this time. And I would imagine that's all anybody at OU is going to say about it at this time. As far as the health of Kyler Murray goes... Uh, Again, nothing you really wouldn't expect. Kyler Murray saying today that he expects to be fine when Saturday's here. Yesterday, a little bit of a bug. Wasn't feeling well the day before. Decided not to meet with the media. Rested during that, but went out in practice. And then today, he he had to be there because when you're one of the star players in the college football playoff, they're going to demand that you talk to the media and Kyler Murray fulfilled that obligation. Not that he would have been fine, but I think had he missed today, OU gets fined. If if I'm not mistaken, that's how it all breaks out in the college football playoff is that you've got to make everybody accessible. And if you don't, it comes back on you for not doing it. So he had to fulfill the obligation. Also talked a little bit about his uh, professional prospects saying that it would be very hard for him to give up football, even though the intent right now is after the season's over, Kyler Murray will show up for spring training and go play with the Oakland A's. But he is getting a draft assessment, and we'll talk more about that in segment three because I read a really good article in The Athletic today about the things that could hold Kyler Murray back as an NFL prospect, plus where I'd like to see him go because there is there is one organization, just teasing, that I would hope would have extreme interest in Kyler Murray, uh, but we haven't really heard from them yet. As far as Tua goes, Nick Saban today giving a very Nick Saban-esque answer on Tua where he alluded to Joe Namath. He was asked if Tua was 80 to 85%, would he still go ahead and start Tua in, in, in the Orange Bowl? And Nick Saban, instead of answering the question outright, said that it's it's not only up to the staff, because the staff can say he's okay, but it's up to the players and that he had heard a story that when Joe Namath was playing for Alabama, dealing with Bear Bryant, Bear Bryant said pain was all in his head, and Joe Namath said, well, okay, even if it is all in my head, it still hurts. That tells us nothing. All that that tells us is that no matter what the Alabama staff says about Tua, ultimately the decision is going to be his. And you have to think that if the doctors put it in his hands, he is going to play. And an 85% Tua is still a very effective quarterback. This is one of the few times I agree with Kirk Herbstreet thinking that an 80%, 85% Tua Tagovailoa is going to figure out a way to score on the OU defense. But a lot of that has less to do with him and how good a quarterback he is and more just how bad OU's defense has been throughout the year. But th- those are your updates right now for Media Day. All the stuff that's going on there as coaches and players finally meet and get an opportunity to talk with uh, members from both Alabama's and Oklahoma's 
uh, media. And yesterday, Kyler Murray going through practice didn't really seem to be all that slowed down. Hollywood Brown going through practice doing a little doing a little bit of light running, light workout, but for the most part, he looks okay. There's not really anything noticeable about either one of them that I think you would really have to worry all that much about the closer that we get to this game. And for Oklahoma mentally, it's very simple because in these moments, what OU's history has been since 2001 Really since 2003, I won't say since 2000, since since beating Florida State, since 2003, maybe with that, starting with the Big 12 championship game where they lost to Kansas State and then lost to LSU in the Sugar Bowl, the moment has gotten too big for Oklahoma. It's, you're almost there, you're on the cusp, you have a fan base now that one, expects you to always be here, expects you to even win these games, even when you're a 14-point underdog. And the the prospect of not getting the job done has just tended to weigh heavy on Oklahoma. I honestly thought that would dissipate from OU when Bob Stoops left. I thought it was a Bob Stoops thing, that whatever Bob Stoops was doing in pre-bowl game preparation, pre-championship game preparation wasn't wasn't near as effective as it could have been. He didn't really get his players to understand and play in that moment. And I thought last year, it really came down to Lincoln Riley and that Lincoln Riley hurt this team more than any of the players hurt this team in that Rose Bowl game against Georgia. So Lincoln Riley learning from past mistakes, it's just now a matter of not overcorrecting those mistakes. Coaching in the moment, coaching by feel, doing what you have done up until that point and just not getting conservative, those are the things that'll that'll keep OU in this game with Alabama. Just doing, doing you, coaching the way you know how, managing your personnel the way you know how. If you go out and you do all that stuff, you're going to be fine. Do I think Vegas has got it wrong with a 14 point uh, by favoring Alabama by 14 points? Yeah. And I agree with Kyler Murray when asked today about whether or not OU's offense could score on Alabama's defense and be just as effective on Alabama's defense as he had any other any other team that they had played in 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 the game or in the games. How about any other game on their schedule this year? I, I agree with Kyler Murray. He was very straightforward. Yes, OU doesn't lack confidence. Uh, in fact, it was good to hear Kyler Murray answer the question the way that he did because he sounded kind of pissed off. And, and, and it's one thing that will work in OU's favor in this in this moment playing in the Orange Bowl is that you've got to be a little pissed off when you're going against Alabama. You have to be a little irritated by all the questions that are constantly being asked of you. And the way that this works in any game is that you're ticked off up to a point, ball gets kicked off, you're still emotional maybe for the first couple of series, things settle down, and then depending on how the game goes and how it builds towards the towards the end, that emotion and, and all that talk, all that outside talk can ramp up again. And then at the end of the game is when you get the opportunity to come back and say, well, hey, everybody got it wrong. Look what we were able to accomplish. And now it's just up to OU to finish it off. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOS, 
We're going to be talking about Pete Golding. He did, was at least asked by the media whether or not he had contact with Oklahoma, what he had to say, and what his co-defensive coordinator, Tosh Lapoy, had to say about Pete Golding and his prospects of being a D.C. someplace other than Alabama. It's all right here on Locked On Sooners. If you haven't become a slinger, do so today. All you have to do is go to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. Get a seven-day free trial. And for about $30 or less, in a lot of cases, you can get all the TV that you want to watch and pay for nothing that you don't. A la carte TV. TV the way that it was meant to be. Don't pile up. Don't fill up on chips. That's what we always tell our kids when we when we go out to a Mexican restaurant. Don't fill up on chips. You know, wait till the entree comes. That's that's when you can get full. And if hey, if you eat that, then you can have dessert. Well, that's what you get with Sling. You don't get just a whole lot of appetizers that you're not going to be interested in. It's not that salad bar that you don't want. No, it's the full meal all time, every time, all day, every day. And you can find out what it's all about on a seven-day free trial. Just go to sling.com slash locked on and get Sling TV today. Get that seven-day free trial and become a slinger. You are locked on Sooners. Your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. The best way to listen to the Locked On Podcast Network is through that new smart speaker you got for Christmas. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Locked On Chargers. And it'll play the Locked On Chargers podcast. I would throw the word podcast in there just to be safe. Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast. It'll play. Hey, Google, play the Locked On Saints podcast. And then it's right there. Hey, Google, play Locked On Browns. Because I want to find out what's going on with Baker Mayfield. That is the best way to get this network. It's also one of the most fun ways to get it. And they'll play every single episode that we have archived. That's Google and Alexa. Also, you can go to LockedOnPodcast.com and subscribe. Plus, there's iTunes, there's Stitcher, there's Spotify. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're waiting around to figure out what's going on with OU's defensive coordinator situation, and we're obviously not going to find out until all the bowl games are over. Pete Golding was at Media Day today and was asked about whether or not he had had any contact with OU about the potential defensive coordinator position, and he said, quote, I have had no contact with Oklahoma, which does not mean that his agent hasn't had contact with Oklahoma. I was in a similar situation in radio where my agent was talking to a place that I couldn't talk to. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to talk to them because there was a few months left on my contract. So he was doing all the talking. And if it ever came back to me and somebody from the current company that I was working for was asking me, hey, have you been talking with this guy or that guy, I could deny and say no. And I wouldn't be lying to him. I didn't say anything to him. It wasn't me. It was a third party who was doing all the talking. If it was going to get to negotiations, it was the third party that was going to be handling all that. And then I would have to execute my end when when the timing came right. And, and that may very well be what's going on with Pete Golding. He may not have spoken to Lincoln Riley. He may not have spoken 
to Joe Castiglione or any other person in the in the Oklahoma Athletic Department, it may be all done through his agent where his agent's having the discussion, his agent's getting all the paperwork in place, and all Pete Golding has to do is pull up the email, do the auto sign, send it on, and then he's the next coordinator at the University of Oklahoma. Uh, this is all about timing. And it, the thing about this, this situation, though, that, that is a little scary, is if this is the guy that Lincoln Riley wants, and everybody at OU has gone out on the on the limb to go ahead and get all the I's dotted and the T's crossed, and they've sent that they they have sent the contract to his agent. And Golding is saying, "I'm not going to sign. I'm not going to officially sign all my paperwork until after Alabama's run is over, because I want to do right by my kids here and do right by my current boss." then that still gives Nick Saban time to go to Alabama's athletic department, get Pete Golding a raise, get some paperwork in front of his agent, and that way he's got two documents sitting there, and then he can choose to sign that one, which is the more secure of the two jobs. He can he can choose to sign that one now instead of having to wait until... After, it is, after all his duties at Alabama are done to end up coming to, to Oklahoma. It, it, it's still up in the air. And if you're Lincoln Riley, you're in a weird situation because if this is the guy you really want, then you don't have any choice but to wait. You, you can't do anything about it. You're, you're stuck. And if there's another guy that you, you want that might be available sooner and you're worried that you're going to lose Golding, you may be forced into a situation where you have to, to go with him. Say it's Alex Grinch, who's going to be done once Ohio State is done with the Rose Bowl. You'll be able to get him a lot sooner. You'll be able to get him on campus. And, and, the, situa- and the decision may come down to being something that simple. And I tweeted out today, I, I posted this on Sooner Maven, and actually tweeted it out if you haven't seen it, um, Tosh Lapoy was asked a lot about Pete Golding and just what uh, what kind of guy he thought Pete Golding was. And essentially all the answers that Tosh Lapoy, who is the co-defensive coordinator at Alabama, gave in this interview sounded like a guy who was being called and asked for a record. It, it, it sounded like he was he was giving a recommendation for Pete Golding, which is always good for Golding. But he was talking about how committed he was to the job, how committed he was to the kids, um, how much he liked working with him, how he was an easy guy to work with. He was always enthusiastic, etc., etc. That's what it came across as. He, he didn't say anything to, hey, no, we want him here at Alabama. He said all the right things that you're supposed to say as a co-worker, which is, hey, I'm not going to screw you out of you getting an opportunity to go better yourself. But I guess it's good to know that everybody at Alabama still likes him because that makes him a lot more desirable. I just I, I thought it was interesting that at no point did he say, hey, yeah, I'd like to keep him at Alabama forever. He just gave the list of reasons why anyone thinking about hiring Pete Golding should hire Pete Golding. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up next... Where I would like to see Kyler Murray end up playing in the NFL, we'll talk about that here on Locked On Sooners.
you are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is the Locked On Sooners Podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining us. We'll have another episode of Locked On Thunder out today as well. Both of those can be found at LockedOnPodcast.com. Also, via your smart speaker, just say, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. Or Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. It's really that simple, man. Life is made so much easier these days. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com, Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, Google, and of course, Apple iTunes, the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts talking about the biggest stories. Reading an article in The Athletic today, Kyler Murray mentioned, Kyler Murray was mentioned, actually they broke down Kyler Murray. They completely broke him down as far as what are his prospects? What does he do right? What does he do wrong as a potential NFL quarterback? And the things that Kyler Murray, the things that are working the most against Kyler Murray have nothing to do with size. It's not his height. It's it's not his build. Everybody seems to think that that's fine. Typically, NFL, you would, you would want somebody who's about 6'4 to be your quarterback. Kyler Murray is obviously not going to be that guy. But the things that are hurting Kyler Murray now are one, has a tendency to lock on receivers. Two, there is some question about his ability to read defenses, break them, and, and, and be able to break them down and recognize coverage and disguises and, and, and everything else that's going on. Which, if Kyler Murray chooses to go to the NFL, all that gets corrected in time. All that is about film study, you working with your position coach, you working with your offensive coordinator, going and hiring a quarterback guru to work with, working with with guys that have been in the league for years. And for Kyler Murray, one, being at OU, two, his dad was a was a college athlete, and you've got all this, you've got all the access in the world you want to people who can help you out with that. Arm strength, not a big question. The fact that he can throw the ball to receivers who would be what they call NFL open, which is a lot, which is playing against a lot tighter coverage than what you normally play in in college. He's able to make those throws. He's able to move around. He's a pass first guy. Looking at the film, they say he's a pass first guy, not a run first guy, which is a big plus for him. And Kyler Murray today reiterating just how tough it would be to give up football to go play baseball. And and that seems to be where his passion is. And if that's where your passion is, then that's where you ought to go and play. When it comes to Kyler Murray, and I think about the systems that might be perfect for him, um, there's one. There, there really is one. There is one group of coaches that I want to hear what they think about Kyler Murray, and that's Josh McDaniel and Bill Belichick. I want to know what the Patriots think of him because the Patriots have always... It's, it's really funny. We're talking about this revolution that's going on in the NFL and how the spread offenses are in vogue and the more athletic quarterbacks are in vogue. And you've had Marcus Mariota and, and Pat Mahomes and, and, and Baker Mayfield. Well, the Patriots have all, always, always had spread principles. They've always run a a very similar offense to what you see in the spread. The one thing that they haven't really had is a mobile quarterback. And the two guys that they had that were closest to that, one guy being Jacoby Brissett, who is now with the Indianapolis Colts, was, was traded there. The other guy was Jimmy Garoppolo. And both of those guys were much more athletic than 
than Tom Brady. And Belichick salivated at the idea of having a guy like Garoppolo run that offense because it gave you an extra dimension that you don't get with Tom Brady. For as pinpoint accurate as Tom Brady can be, for as much of a student of a game as he is, the dude's only rushed for 1,000 yards in his 15-year NFL career or 18-year NFL career, whatever it is. You put Kyler Murray in that Patriot system, he can't help but be successful. They can't help but be successful. And the Patriots, like every other team, and I don't, I don't want to make this out to be a Patriots thing because every team values quarterbacks who are smart because if you're not smart, you're not going to last in the NFL. Even if you play for a, a, a crummy organization, you're still, you still need to be able to be smart. Kyler Murray is that. I, Kyler Murray would succeed in the NFL if given, if given the opportunity. And, and put on the right team. And the reason I say put on the right team is it's not even so much about him or the offense a particular team runs, but it's does this team have an offensive line, <laughs> which goes for any quarterback? Does this team have a good front office in place that is going to put all the right tools around Kyler Murray so he can be successful and have an opportunity to, to lead this team? Those are the things that I worry about, but it's not just for him. It's for any player. Like I was when when Baker Mayfield was drafted by the Browns, I thought it was a great fit because you needed to get somebody who didn't give a damn about what the Browns' past was that need that could come in and change the culture. I did worry about their offensive line, and I worried about the stability of their front office, but those two things seem to be working themselves out. For Kyler Murray, I would love to see him. I. I from Brady to him, I think would be great. And for Bill Belichick to have a kind of quarterback that he's never really had before or only had for a short period of time until Tom Brady threw his fit, that would be ideal. Don't know if it'll happen. And and, and I don't know if Robert Kraft would allow it to happen. That's a big thing with the Pats is that that relationship between Brady and Kraft seems to supersede everything. And I'm not sure that for Kyler Murray that that is the best situation to walk into. Because what he and every other quarterback needs to know when they're drafted is that they are the future of that organization. And that eventually, at some point, you're going to give them the keys and you have all the confidence in the world with them. And once you get a hint of that, then you're toast. And you're going to find yourself getting traded. And hopefully, you can end up in a good situation. But sometimes, often, you don't. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow. We will have some highlights for Media Day for both Oklahoma and Alabama. We'll get to hear what Alabama has to say about the OU defense. I'm sure you can imagine what it is. Um, it's really nothing more material, but we'll have some of those quotes for you. That's coming up tomorrow on Locked On Sooners. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. And of course, peace, love, and Boomer Soon. You are Locked On Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.